0: You're listening to a Roddenberry Podcast. Today is Monday, January 18th, 2021, and this is your daily Star Trek news from the Roddenberry Podcast Network. On today's show, mobile game Jetpack Joyride launches a Star Trek-themed special event. Discovery Science Advisors Dr. Aaron McDonald and Dr. Muhammad Noor explain The Burn, and Star Trek guest star Peter Mark Richman... Has passed away at the age of 93. I'm Allison Pitt, and today's show is supported by people like you through Patreon. Find out more and add your support at patreon.com forward slash daily Star Trek news. First up, long running mobile game Jetpack Joyride has gone Star Trek. For a limited time, the endless runner from the publisher of Fruit Ninja is running on a Star Trek theme, with game elements and rewards replaced by officially licensed theme items. According to the Jetpack Joyride wiki, the run starts with the first sector unchanged, with other sectors using backgrounds based on locations from the Star Trek franchise. Uniquely, these backgrounds also change the designs of the scientists, the missiles are replaced by red laser beams of light, like most other events, this one is token-based, as the player is tasked to collect yellow Starfleet insignias to unlock 10 Star Trek-themed rewards. Those rewards include characters in uniforms from Star Trek Discovery, Voyager, TNG, and TOS, as well as a special mech and jetpack. But you don't have to grind for the prizes to enjoy playing the game. Just zooming around as the game's protagonist Barry Steakfries, in a Star Trek-themed universe... Is fun on its own. If you're looking for a mindless bit of Star Trek fun, then the Jetpack Joyride Star Trek event is definitely for you. But hurry, it's only on for a limited time. According to the wiki, it runs now through February 3rd. Jetpack Joyride is free to play with in-app purchases. Find out more on the publisher's website at halfbrick.com or find it in the App Store for iOS or the Google Play Store for Android. Next up, do you know what caused the burn? Do you want to know? Season 3 of Star Trek Discovery, which just ended, centered around a catastrophic event called the burn. When the Discovery crew landed in 3188, they found that the burn had, more than 100 years prior, caused starships all over the galaxy to spontaneously explode, leaving a dilithium shortage and the Federation in tatters. Over the course of the season, we learned the source of the burn, but how did the science behind it all work? In a new piece on StarTrek.com, science advisors Dr. Aaron McDonald and Dr. Mohammed Noor explain just that. Now, the first thing to know is that dilithium isn't what makes warp drives go. It's merely a stabilizer for the matter-antimatter reaction in a warp core. In the StarTrek.com piece, Drs. McDonald and Noor explain... In order to build a warp bubble and go to warp, the ship needs an extremely high amount of energy to warp spacetime. In today's physics, when matter and antimatter like protons and antiprotons or electrons and positrons meet, they annihilate themselves and release energy. That's where dilithium comes in. It regulates these reactions to keep them from going out of control or going critical. Now, The other thing to know about dilithium is that it has a subspace component. Quoting Star Trek.com again, the crystalline structure of dilithium that is both in normal as well as subspace, and if you'd like, refers to the di part of dilithium, makes it a unique regulator for the amount of energy being released. Now to tell you more would be spoilers for those who haven't seen it, but I will say that the remaining scientific explanation for the burn is a dizzying combination of physics, genetics, and evolutionary biology. If you're a science nerd, and there's a good chance you are, the full Star Trek.com piece is definitely worth a read. And if you're interested in learning more about Dr. Mohammed Noor's work on Star Trek, and his latest web series called Bio Trekkie with the Admiral, featuring Discovery Zone Jane Brooke, then make sure you check out the Daily Star Trek News YouTube channel. Last week, Dr. Noor and I had a chat about what it's like being a science advisor, and how his new series came to be. Now there's more news in a moment, but first, a quick word from me. Have you listened yet to Star Trek stories from Daily Star Trek News? I published a handful of these special podcast episodes over the holidays, and you can find them on dailystartreknews.com forward slash Stories. They're stories from people just like you about what Star Trek fandom means to them. If you have a story that you'd like to share, then I would love to hear it. You can send me an email at info at com or submit your story on the website. How did you find Star Trek? And what's kept you a fan? That's info at dailystartreknews.com or dailystar com forward slash star trek Stories. Tell me about your Star Trek story, you might get featured on Daily Star Trek News. Now finally today, I'll leave you with some sad news as another member of our Star Trek family has passed away. Prolific and highly respected actor Peter Mark Richman has passed away. Deadline reported his death on January 14th of Natural Causes. He was 93. Star Trek fans will know Richmond for his role as Ralph Offenhaus, one of the three cryogenically frozen people that the Enterprise de rescued and revived, in the Star Trek The Next Generation season one finale, The Neutral Zone. However, Star Trek was merely one of Richmond's hundreds of credits, which spanned eight decades of Broadway, film, and television. Some of Richmond's other notable television roles included the title role in crime drama Kane's Hundred. Attorney Andrew Laird in Dynasty, and Lawrence Carson in Beverly Hills 90210. He also had guest appearances on The Twilight Zone and The Outer Limits, Wonder Woman, Galactica 1980, Murder, She Wrote, among many, many others. Deadline reports that Richmond published novels and short stories and was an accomplished painter. He was also awarded the Silver Medallion for Outstanding Humanitarian Achievement by the Motion Picture and Television Fund, in 1990. Richmond is survived by his wife, Helen, and their five children and six grandchildren. Memorial contributions can be made in Richmond's honor to the motion picture and television fund. Please join me in sending condolences to Richmond's family. Well, that's it for today's daily Star Trek news from the Roddenberry podcast network. Don't forget to check out the other great shows on the network at podcasts.roddenberry.com. Daily Star Trek News is produced by me, Allison Pitt, with selected stories by Chris Peterson. We're supported by people like you through Patreon. Find out how you can add your support at patreon.com forward slash News. I'm back tomorrow with more of the Star Trek news you need to know and this week's Trek trivia. I'm Allison Pitt. Live long and prosper.